The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your faith. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. And if you'd like to check us out online, as always, you can go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you can go to sonoflibertymedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and second video down, you'll see we're going live here, um, and we're going live across a multitude of platforms, not just, uh, we're using the Facebook embed code, okay? That's what we're using there now. Um, I think Rumble is pretty close to where we can start using that. They're, they're um, getting the, the stream ready after we're done with the show, just within a matter of minutes so that it's up. But it's not quite where YouTube is yet. So we're still using this to be live. 
uh, because we go out on a multitude of platforms, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. We're not on Twitter or Periscope anymore because Periscope quit using that service. We're on Twitch at News Tycoon and also on BeforeIt'sNews.com. The front page there, we're on Roku um, for, I think it was Cutting Edge Television. And I think that was it. I think that's the, the, the sites that we're putting out. But if you go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you'll never be disappointed. You don't have to worry about any of the others. Just just go there, right side of the page. Click on it. You can enlarge it. You can see the faces made for radio. And then click on the uh, the icon there and join us in the chat. We've got lots of friends there, lots of like-minded people. If you agree with our message, you will like the people you find in the chat. Except occasionally somebody wanders in, you know, that's a little misguided. And we want to try to keep them as long. If they disagree, that's fine. But uh, until they become uh, those who are just attacking people for no reason, then we, you know, we allow people to be in there, even if you disagree. That's fine. Join us in the chat. We'd love to have you there. Right above where the video is playing live is Bradley's show from yesterday. Um, You can click on that and hear it. He'll be live again today at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Catch him at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And just above that is where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. Now, unlike a lot of other places, we don't rent your email. We don't sell it to anybody. We don't spam you. You get one email from us a day. That's it. That's it. And um, it includes all the articles that we have at sonsoflibertymedia.com, including those that uh, Bradley does, I do, and our contributors. And so be sure to sign up for that while you're over at sonsoflibertymedia.com. By the way, it'll also ask you if you want to be notified. Now, sometimes this can be annoying to people, but I just want to let you know, sometimes you go there and it says, we want to notify you uh, when we put out new content. You can get it lickety-split. Like, as soon as I post it, it will send a notice to you in your browser. Now, you control that, okay? You control that in your browser. If you don't want to see it anymore, you can cut it off in your browser. It's not a, it's not an email thing. But you get those articles instantly by signing up for that, by saying, allow and uh, and letting us letting us send that to your browser, you'll get that throughout the day. Um, sometimes they come a little quicker than others. Usually that's in the morning, and uh, you can do that. I just want to let you know that that's there. Finally, if you agree with our message and you would like to help support us, we don't ask you for money. We tell you we have needs, and a lot of our needs require money to to take care of them. And um, so there's a donate button here at the top of Sons of Liberty. You can click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. That link is also available at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then finally, our store is here. You can pick up products in there, uh, great conversation starters, as well as equipping tools. And our latest is obviously the Rebellions to Tyrants is Obedience to God t-shirt. This is the black shirt that has the... um, the seal that was attributed to Benjamin Franklin uh, that was proposed for our national seal, it eventually became Thomas Jefferson's personal seal, um, which says, Rebellion to Tyrants is Obedience to God. And then on the back of the shirt, it says, When the Lord sent Moses to Pharaoh to face Pharaoh, saying, Let my people go. It was not a request. It was a command. And I want you people who are all dispensational and say the law doesn't apply here and it only applies to Christians— uh, you know, and you know, you 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 twist the scriptures. This was going to a pagan emperor, if you will. The Pharaoh was God's man was going to him and saying, "You're subservient to God too. Let let his people go, let his people go and worship him." And he wouldn't do so. And eventually, as you see on the front where the seal is, God drowned the entire army of Pharaoh while the people of God walked across on dry land and were safe. 
And, you know, eventually we found out from history, this wasn't too, too many years ago, that Egypt was overrun shortly after this time. Why? Because they didn't have an army. Pharaoh's pride pushed him to this point to uh, go after the people of Israel. The Bible says that, he, that uh, God said when Moses was going to go into the land, he says, I'm going to harden his heart. I'm going to ha- harden the Pharaoh's heart. And then the Bible goes on to say that Pharaoh continued to harden his own heart. And he did so even after the loss of his firstborn son. He said, I'm going to get those Israelites. I'm going to get the people of God. And he sent his army after him. And guess what? God took care of him. This is the message that I want to send to those who are the inbred elites, those who are conspiring and the, and the traitors within. I want to send the message to them. When you're coming after the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're coming after God's kids. And uh, that's really a bad place to put yourself in. Learn from history, learn from Egypt, what God does to those who are attacking his people. Just so you know, okay? All right, so I got a great show for you today. We've got a, a, an amazing guest, and uh, I just want to start it off with this, and then I'm going to introduce him. Marcus Cicero, at least this is attributed to him, said, A nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. An enemy at the gates is less formidable, for he is known and carries his banner openly. But the traitor moves amongst those within the gate freely, his sly whispers rustling through all the alleys heard in the very halls of government itself. For the traitor appears not as a traitor, he speaks in accents familiar to his victims, and he wears this face and their arguments. He appeals to the basement that lies deep in the hearts of all men. He rots the soul of a nation. He works secretly and unknown in the night to undermine the pillars of the city. He infects the body politic so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to fear. The traitor is the plague. All right. Now keep that in mind. And um, we're going to bring on Michael Peruka. And let me give him a proper introduction here. Michael uh, graduated from Loyola College, which is now a university in Maryland, in 1974. He's got a Bachelor of Arts in Business Administration. In 1981, he graduated from the University of Baltimore School of Law. Following his admission to the bar, he partnered with his brother Stephen in the law firm of Peruca and Peruca, uh, PA of Pasadena, Maryland. And after nearly 27 years as a principal in the firm, Mr. Peruca retired from private practice. He's still busy, though. Retirement doesn't mean anything to Michael, I don't think. <laughs> and in 2004, Michael was the Constitution Party's candidate for president of the United States of America. He ran on a platform that sought to honor God, protect the family, and restore the republic. And as co-founder of the Institute on the Constitution, which you can find at theamericanview.com, a nationwide program teaching the principles incorporated in the Declaration of Independence, the U.S. Constitution, and the Maryland Constitution. Michael has taught and lectured in Maryland and across the country about law, liberty, and government-related topics. And it is my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Michael Peruca. Good morning, man. Hey, good morning, Tim. It's a pleasure to be with you, and I'm I'm very pleased to be with you. Um, And back on Sons of Liberty, uh, it's a great pleasure. Yeah, you, you've you've kind of been away from writing. Now, Michael is a contributor at SonsofLibertyMedia.com, 
And um, we've got, uh, I'll have the link up so you can read some of his articles, but he's been contributing for some time. But here recently, Michael, you've started to uh, uh, come back and write some. I know Jake uh, McCauley has, who also used to um, co-host Sons of Liberty Radio in the afternoon with Bradley. He's been working with you, going around, uh, graduating people, teaching people about the Constitution, and now you're back. But you were filling a position before that, so can you give us a little update as to what's going on? Uh, you were filling a position there politically in your own county. Can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Sure. Thank you, Tim. Uh, as as you mentioned, uh, I was uh, practicing law with my brother for a number of years, and when uh, I retired from that because I was able to win the primary of a local race here for in my uh, county, for county, or the county council. In some places, it's called the county commission. Um, and uh, I, so I, I won the won the election and served as a basic, basically as a local legislator uh, for between 2014 2018. And now um, uh, I'm back. Uh, working working for institute on the constitution and just and teaching and trying to get americans to think like americans again but my experience in the legislature was very or the the, the local legislature was very enlightening and i i saw a lot uh, about how about how things work uh locally and how they're influenced nationally basically are influenced by money they're influenced by bribes our local our local town councils and, and local county councils and commissions are are at the mercy, if you will, or uh, they're they're bribed by by national and state governments that have an unlimited amount of money to try to get us to do things locally that we would never have done, were it not for the fact that we were bribed to do it. Um, so that was a, a great uh, lesson to me and eye opening to me. Uh, it was one of the reasons one of the reasons that I voted against every county budget. Uh, the vote was one to six in many cases when. When I served on the legislature, even though I served uh, with Republicans, there were four to three Republican majority. <laughs> Amen. But the votes were one to six almost all the time, uh, and every so often it was two to five, which I counted as a as a victory. Um, but that that was a, that was a real eye opener to me, and it showed me, Tim, uh, more to the point that that the the enemy. Uh, there's that old comic. I hate to quote a comic strip after you so eloquently quoted scripture and uh, our founding fathers, but uh, but there was a comic strip called Pogo. The tagline was, we have met the enemy, and they are us. Yes. And that's really uh, part of our problem. We, 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 we are the, we, we, we have elected or, or we have allowed to be put in positions of authority in America, locally and nationally, our own enemies. And we've done that because we have acted as our own enemy. Amen. Well, I, I I totally agree. And I'm going to play this clip from your latest article in just a moment. And this is really why I want to have you on, because when you were speaking, I was like, oh, people need to hear this. And some people are going to immediately think, I don't know why it is. I think since uh, the War of Northern Aggression, everybody started, they started gearing us to look to D.C. for all of our answers instead of dealing with things at home. But just so people know, the things that you're talking about, when you say you're the one uh, constantly voting against the budget, Michael is the guy I've been, I've told you about several times, guys. He was the presidential candidate, and I'm sure you remember this, Michael. You were on the stage with uh, the Communist Party guy, the Green Party, I think it was a woman, and the Libertarian Party guy. And this was back in 2004, 2000, 2003, somewhere in there. 
when you were running for president, you were the only candidate in all my life I've ever heard that answered a question and said, well, the Constitution didn't give me authority for that. I wouldn't do anything. And you not, you didn't answer the question just or, – or I think there was 10 questions. Out of those 10, you answered two of them that way. You said we don't have – the federal government doesn't have authority. The president have an authority in that. But there were other things that you did. You said – Illegal immigration gets dealt with day one. We're deporting people who aren't supposed to be here. They're breaking the law. And number two, you were going to be dealing with uh, uh, the abortion clinics and things of that nature as well. Those were very forefront. You knew your authority. And I remember, and again, not, you know, it's best if somebody else toots your horn rather than you, right? (laughs) I remember the the time that we met and we went to meet Jake and his family. We're going to Captain D's for some fish with the with the family. And we get out and out pops Michael Pruke and I said, I know that guy. I voted for that guy. And uh, we went in and Michael was such a gracious uh man. You know, he bought everybody's lunch that day. And we sat down at the table. I'll never forget this illustration that you gave. You took two red solo cups and you took a salt and pepper shaker and you said, here's how it is. You put the salt, salt and pepper shaker in the middle of the table, and you said, now, this is the Bible, and the Bible is over the Constitution, and here's, here's our standards. And where the Constitution doesn't match the Bible, it has to conform to the Bible. But that's the standard right there in the middle. And then you took the solo cups, and you put them to the side, and you said, this is Republicans and Democrats. And they get an issue, and they come over here that isn't part of their authority, and they start getting people to talk about something that isn't their authority. And they get the people to go along with them in their scheme to undermine where the foundation is or where the center is, which is the Bible and the Constitution. And I thought it was just a simple, brilliant illustration. You showed it not only me, but to my kids who were watching as well. And uh, I think this is what you're hitting on, really, when you get to this commentary. I want to play this commentary, and then we're going to head on from here. This is Michael Pruka from his uh, latest piece called Irregular War. And I've got my butt picked. If your country was under attack in a regular war, there are some things you might expect your enemy to try to do. For example, you would expect your enemy to try to destroy your cities, making them unsafe places to live and to work. You would expect your enemy to commandeer your public information system, using it to disseminate their propaganda. Your enemy would also try to disrupt your private communication system, censoring ideas which oppose their agenda. Your enemy would want to cripple your economy and your productivity, and so discord among your people, and infiltrate your government, placing traitors and saboteurs in positions of both national and local authority. Your enemy would close your churches and marginalize the clergy and demoralize your people. You would expect your enemy to murder as many of your children as they can, training the rest to disrespect and despise their own history and heritage. Your enemy would conduct surveillance on your people and impose restrictions on their movement and their assembly. Ultimately, you would expect your enemy to fundamentally change your culture, your language, and your core beliefs to accommodate and reflect theirs. But what you might not expect is for your enemy to get you to wreak all this chaos, all this destruction, all this misery, all this slavery on yourself. This is a war. This is an irregular war. This is not a drill. This is Michael Anthony Peruca for Institute on the Constitution, bringing you the American view. 
Okay, Michael, that was uh, that was your commentary from this past week. People can read it, and they can also watch the video. I'll have the link up later in the archives. Help people understand. I'm sure the people who are in the know know exactly who you're talking about and how it's been going on uh, through Republican and Democrat presidencies, Congresses, uh, state and local, you know, government as well. Can you can you elaborate a little bit more on what you're getting at there? Whoops, hold on. I, I got you muted. Hang on. Can you elaborate right. a little bit more? I got you unmuted. Sorry about that. That's okay. Thank you. Uh, well, of course, uh, as you noticed, all the all the things that we talked about and and tried to show graphically there, all those things have happened. They are happening and have happened. And so our enemy has pulled them off. But what most people probably don't expect or didn't expect is that that we've done this. We're complicit with our enemy in doing this to ourselves. Uh, If you, you know, if if you remember in World War II, there was the, 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 Nazis blitzkrieg London, the London, London and, and English cities, and they bombed them. And so they tried to destroy cities. Well, our cities are being destroyed too. Just not that way. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a different way, but it's, it's no less a war. And our enemy is actually very, very more dangerous because we don't even recognize that we have an enemy. Suppose, Tim, just for a second, suppose that you and I were mortal enemies and we, we, we were at war, you and I. And wouldn't it be a tremendous advantage for you if I didn't know the war was going on? Absolutely. Wouldn't it be a t- just a trem- tremendous advantage? So uh, uh, the point of, the, uh, of the, uh, the, the piece there, the commentary, is to, is to try to get people to understand that there is a war going on um, and that it's just not the conventional war. That's why the piece is called irregular war. It's not a regular war. It's an irregular war. But the, but the goals of the enemy are the same. And the goals of the enemy have been uh, uh, in, in play and been, been, uh, been worked on for a long, long time. And we have assisted in that. We've assisted in that. And, and why have we done that? Well, because we've forgotten. I mean, ultimately, we've forgotten. We, we, we've allowed these things to happen and been complicit in these things because We've lost that standard. By, by the way, as you mentioned, I think it was the salt shaker in the middle, of the, the middle of the table. Yeah, we have lost. We have lost our connection with that. So, what's ultimately required for us to uh, escape God's wrath, or in His, in it, it, that that I think we we brought upon ourselves, is revival in, in the country. Is repentance and revival. We've got to reconnect to what our founders were connected to and based their form of government on which were which was the bible and biblical principles well absolutely and i think you're hitting on something you know that we we have stressed over and over here at the sons of liberty and that is you know we're we're bringing the curse on ourselves and god said as much um when he laid out what he laid out to the people of israel now again if you extrapolate that out Israel is, you know, in, in the Reformed terminology, Israel is the church. The church is Israel. I mean, there's no distinction. We don't believe in replacement theology. We believe in really an expansion theology. Uh, Ephesians 2 tells us that God has taken us as Gentiles, and he's made us part of the commonwealth of Israel. He's made us citizens of Israel. And so we're, we're heirs to the promises as well. And, you know, he told Israel in Deuteronomy 28, 
He told them all these blessings. There would be so many blessings that they would overtake them. They would, they would run and overtake them. And America used to see that. And then we come to Deuteronomy following you know, verses 12 and, and following, which are quite lengthy. He says, if you don't obey me, I'm going to bring all these curses on you. I think it was in Malachi I was reading that he says, I'm going to make your, your blessings your cursings. And mm-hmm. in part of these verses, here's what he said. Curse shall be thy, sh- yeah. curse shalt thou be in the city, and curse shalt thou be in the field. Curse shall thou be thy basket and thy store. Curse shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind and the flocks of the sheep. Curse shall be, sure, curse shalt thou be when thou comest in, and curse shall thou be when thou goest out. And then he, he adds this in here. He says, um, the Lord's going to send cursing on you, vexation and rebuke, which we've seen a ton, um, because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. And then he says, and the Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he has consumed thee from off the land, whither thou goest to possess it. These are things that you're talking about is, you know, like Romans one, God says, I just, you know, I turned them over. These people who want to be idolaters, they want to be uh, fornicators, adulterers, murderers, disobedient to parents, uh, sodomites, whatever the case may be, he's turned them over and our sin becomes our own curse upon us. Is that, is that not what you're getting at? Sure it is. Sure it is. And I'll, uh, I, you, you said that very eloquently. And, uh, and you got to learn, Tim, you got to leave some something for your guests to say. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding with you, of course. Um, but but yeah, the other the other things we tried to depict in that short video, uh, it's just you know probably about, probably about a minute and a half long, um, is that all all of these these things have occurred, but we've done them to, we've done them to ourselves, um, and it's because as you've pointed out, we're basing our lives on a false presupposition. You know, if if you base your actions on presuppositions givens that are not true you're going to end up hurting yourself and uh causing destruction and chaos and anarchy and that's what we'd like in other words if 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 we tried to if you went let me just use this see if this works imagine you went to a a dinner party imagine you went to a wedding reception let me say it that way you went to a wedding reception as you walked into the ballroom all of the people the whole meal everything was happening from the ceiling everything was upside down all the tables were attached to the ceiling. The chairs were attached to the ceiling. Um, and people were hanging from them upside down trying to be served and eat their, eat their dinner, eat their supper. Because they have presupposed that gravity doesn't exist. But gra- gravity is a law of nature. It's part of the law of nature. It's part of God's created order. And it does exist. You can make like it doesn't exist, but the result will be, I mean, you can just imagine that chaotic scene. Now, here's part of the difficulty. You walk into that room and you say, Hey, everybody, do you realize that you're trying to operate upside down and that's wrong? Very soon, probably what will happen is they will try to hurt you, kill you, get you out of the room. Because you're you're speaking antithetically to their thesis, which is a false thesis. But there they've accepted it. And the the way for them to see again and understand what the law of nature is, is to know where the law of nature came from. They have, to, they have to understand the source, and they have to get down off the ceiling and try stop trying to, to act that way and, and, and try to live in conformance with the law of nature. This is what, when you quoted Deuteronomy 27 and 28, that's what God was talking about. He said, basically, live, 
Live your life according to my rules and my created order, the way I made the world. There is a way I made the world. Live your life according to that and obey me and things will be, things will be blessed. But if you don't do that, it, you're part of that chaotic wedding reception, if you will, that's upside down. Yeah, well, I, that's, absolute, that's absolutely a good illustration. Now, when you bring that into the issue here, and you're talking about these things. Um, let me give a, a few, or let me point back to a couple of things. You're talking about the uh, close the churches, infiltrate your government, place traitors and saboteurs in positions of both national and local authority. I think what you're getting at is there's a spiritual force obviously behind this. We see this all through Scripture where the spiritual forces of the devil, the dark forces, are working usually behind the scenes of those in political power. They are the ones driving them. Uh, but it's interesting because in our in our country, the people are the power. We are the king, if you will, of Romans 13, and we simply delegate our authority to our representatives to do certain things on our behalf. Not everything, but certain things. And so are you saying the American people are complicit in their own destruction in this country? Is that what you're saying? Of course, yes. Yes, I'm saying exactly that, that we are complicit in our destruction because we've we've brought it on. We've We've asked for it. Just like, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the enemy is not only among us, the enemy is us. Uh, it's, it, it, the, the price of, of liberty is eternal vigilance and also, uh, and also obedience. We, you can't, you can't you, uh, there's, a, there's an old thing in the law that says you can't, uh, you can't murder your parents and then uh, insist that the court treat you leniently because you're an orphan. Uh, you, 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 you're complicit in that. and You've done that. That's what you, that's what you need to straighten out. Of course, of course you need to fight these other fights as Ephesians five eleven I think says uh, you, you don't want, you mentioned darkness. There's a lot of biblical images about darkness and light. Yes. You don't, you, you, you don't want you, you need to resist the darkness and, and um, have no part with that. And bring things into the light and see things in the light. Um, so, so that's, I mean, that, that's, our, that's our marching orders, if you, if you will. Um, of course, marching, I always think when I talk about, think about marching orders and, our, and our, our duties, in addition to the Great Commission, what's said in Second Chronicles uh, 7.14, which is that th- there's the formula God gives us for healing our land. You'll, if you'll, uh, if you'll seek my face, if you turn from your wicked ways, if you'll pray. We need to do. I mean, there's a. You want the land be, to be healed? Well, there's God's formula. It's in that book you talked about, right? So that's, right. That, that's what we need to be about. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it's it's interesting because I've really been harping this year on militia, and I see so many people. It doesn't matter the community. You know, we've had a lot of the Black Lives Matter, and I know it's been incorporated into Marxism and stuff. And there's there's actually some people in the black community who have some legitimate. Uh, grievances that they they want to present, and they've been overtaken with other things. There, it's happened in the white community, like whatever you are, we're all of one blood. The Bible says, and uh, we all came from the same parents that God created in the beginning. So, it, it, there's as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to talk race, it's going to be spiritual. You're either a son of God or you're a son of the devil. It's one or the other. And um, when when you talk about these things, it's like people have law. They they want justice. But they don't know how how to get about it. And I think the Bible and the Constitution also lay out that the people are to be the ones who are to be the law enforcement officers, not how we've set things up. But 
Article 1, Section 8, uh, Clause 15 talks about the militia is there to enforce the law, to repel invasions, to put down insurrections. And yet the people are mad that their their representatives and those bureaucrats and the, the agents of the state aren't doing those things when it's really their responsibility to do it. Is it because we become an ignorant people that no longer are we the ones enforcing the law? Is that what's going on? Yes, because uh, we, we don't know the law. We don't know the rules. My, my mentor was a man named Howard Phillips, a uh, great, great man. He actually served in the Nixon administration uh, for a very short time because he was, he was not allowed to uh, defund the left, which is what he, what, uh, his, uh, he was promised he was going to be able to try to do with the Office of Economic Opportunity. However, uh, so he resigned from the Nixon administration and spent about 30 years with something called the Conservative Caucus out of Vienna, Virginia. And uh, he, he, he was very influential to, to me. And one of the things he used to say to him was, Michael, whatever you're involved in, thou shalt know the rules. That's the first commandment of being involved. Thou shalt know the rules. Well, there are rules that God has set up for a civil government uh, and for um, uh, the, way, the way governments ought to operate and how they ought to be, uh, uh, how they ought to, to determine their actions and, and how they ought to uh, 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 use their powers. And the, our founders were aware of these principles, but we, we have, uh, through the years, allowed ourselves to be pushed away from those principles, for those principles and, and the, whole, the whole understanding of God as the source and of law and and that the nature of law is part is hit part of his nature it's part of his created order we've we've allowed ourselves to be pushed away from from lies that they've just reinforced with like the false understanding of separation of church and state false understanding of evolutionary thinking etc some some we've allowed ourselves to swallow these these things that the devil that the that, that are uh products of the darkness and and we've we've forgotten that God is, is the source of law and the, and the nature of law is reflects his nature. So we, we end up thinking a lot of things are law that are not law. Matter of fact, I'm speaking, I have been speaking to a number of groups with the constitutional sheriffs and peace officers association. And I'll be doing that next week again in, in Texas at two different counties where sheriffs have asked us to come in and train people in what the law is, train sheriff, deputy sheriffs, Amen. what the law is and, and what the law is not. And, and um, uh, that, that's, that's a whole interesting other conversation. But um, the, the problem is, as you bring back to your question, the problem is ignorance. The problem is, is ignorance. And we are, the, now this ignorance has been forced upon us, but we've also been complicit in allowing it to occur. We don't know, what we, you know, you, the old story is you don't know what you don't know. And uh um, the American people have do not know how ignorant that they r- really are with respect to where law comes from, what law is, and we end up accepting things as law which are not law. Let me give you just a quick example, Tim, if you don't mind. Yeah, please. It, I, I was I was uh, after worship on Sunday. I was talking to a gentleman who who I told him I was going to Texas, and he mentioned about it. He said, "Well, I, I, they they've got things right in Texas. I wonder if we could compare the Texas." constitution to the maryland constitution well of course he didn't realize what i did which was and i and i i, I tried to inform him he he was thinking that the texas constitution was in some way superior to ours there's absolutely nothing wrong with the maryland constitution the constitution of maryland is a brilliant document nobody knows it and nobody follows it 
but it's a, but there's nothing wrong with the Constitution. We don't need any constitutional uh, amendments. We don't need a new Constitution. We 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 need to understand the one that exists. And one example of that is, and, and just just think about this: Article 44 of the Maryland Declaration of Rights, which is like national, the U.S. Bill of Rights, but the Bill of Rights from Maryland, if you will. One of the articles says this. It says, and think about this with respect to what's going on today. It says, the Constitution of the United States and of this state, being Maryland, apply as well in times of war as in times of peace, and no violation thereof or deviation therefrom, based on a plea of necessity or any other plea, is valid. That simple sentence from our Bill of Rights or the Declaration of Rights in Maryland it is is sweeping and it is directly on point with what's going on today. No violation of the Constitution based on a plea of necessity, like a medical emergency, or any other plea is valid. That would that should be dispositive of everything that our governor tried to do, all the illegal traitorous things that he that he did and should be impeached for. That should be that alone should be dispositive of, of the situation. But it's not and I and and no Maryland legislator has filed articles of impeachment, which they have a duty to do, because they don't know it and they don't understand it. So what's good is a great law or a great piece of legislation if in fact nobody knows it and acts in accordance with it. Uh I think it was uh it might have been Jefferson, but I think it might have been um uh, legislator, the founding father, Benjamin Rush, that said that that uh, if you have good good men and bad laws, you can be all right. But if you have good laws and bad men, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> what you're saying there, what you quoted out of the Maryland Constitution, I mean, it, it sounds like they got that from William Pitt the Younger. Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. And that's what they've done. They've used the mockingbird media against us. They have um, implemented bad laws and they're bad men. And what they're doing is they're telling us, oh, you need government to save you. And in what we're finding out is government solution. Let's just take this instance for that we're in over the past 14, 15 months. Government solution is to lock us down, shut down our businesses, kill our economy, um, infringe on the rights of the people, including the church, and then provide their alleged solution, which is killing and injuring all kinds of people. And the guy that everybody thought was going to be the savior, uh, he's the one who started the ball rolling. He pushed it out there, and he continues to push that people ought to take this deadly injection. It sounds to me like they're running right against the wisdom that's found there in, in both the quote from William Pitt the Younger and also what you just read to us from the Maryland Constitution. Sure. Um, Tim... There's a, I, I've frequently said this, that I believe you can't really fool, you can't conquer a Christian people because they'll see it coming. They'll see, they'll see what you're doing and they'll understand and, and they'll cut you off uh, early in the game. If they're, if they're Christian and, they're, and they understand and, and they uh, live out their Christianity, which is to be Christian. So um, in order to conquer a Christian people, which I think America once was, in order to conquer Christian pe- people, the first thing you must do if you'd like to conquer them is to de-Christianize them, right? you got to get them to throw away their Christianity, and then you can conquer them or 
Rather, they will have conquered themselves, right? Um, I, I, uh, my friend, Dr. Stephen Hotze in, in, in from Houston, Texas, just sent me something the other day, a, a brief little article, and I'd like to send it to you. It said, it, basically, the, uh, the idea was fear God and nothing else and nobody else. And, and America, if, if America will, will, will return to the idea of fearing God, that is to say, when I say fear God, understand who he is and who we are and understand what that relationship means and what our proper part is in it is. Excuse me, a personal anecdote, but when I was a, a young man, my father said to me, Michael, there's only, only two things you need to know. One is that there is an almighty, eternal, omniscient, all-powerful God of the universe. And the second thing you need to know is that you're not him. Yep. And if you understand that those two things, you understand that you're not him and that, you know, but you understand who he is, that he created you, then you might figure out that you have, he might require something of you. He might, there might be duties you need to owe him. Um, and uh, that's what you need to perform, but you're not him. And we in America have begun to think that we are him or that our government is him. And it's just, it's a false presupposition. We're trying to have a dinner party from the ceiling. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a video in just a minute. I want to get your comments. It's an old, it's an old um, Paul Harvey. And I think mm. it kind of lines up with what, with what you had to say. I want to get your comments on it. And then let's get to the solution of this. We're, we're talking about this. Many in our audience would already agree with you. But it comes down to, you know, we've been snookered with the gospel and with the law. We've had what's called dispensationalism. If people don't know what that is, do your own study on that. Um, we're, we're, you know, uh, we, we have to where we're having modern-day Israel is more important than America. We're having the law as it was given in the Old Testament. that Jesus said he didn't come to destroy but to fulfill. People say, and even in the church saying, well, that was for the Old Testament. That doesn't apply today. You know, we're, we're just sinners who are forgiven. And look, Christ came to save sinners. He gave his life for sinners. There's no question about that. But at the same time, he demands repentance. This is the cry of the psalmist in, in Psalm 119, that he loves God's law. He doesn't hate it anymore. He's not looking to violate it. He's looking to keep it. He, looks to, he, he asks God for the Spirit of God to help him keep the law. And in Hosea, we're told that the people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge of what? They don't know what the law is. They don't know what God has said. And so, therefore, if they don't know, how are they going to obey? And I think it was Thomas Jefferson who said, a people can't expect to be ignorant and remain free. And so I, you, this is why I think uh, your article kind of struck me and, and the statements that I played earlier struck me is because I think this is very pertinent that the first ball that gets rolling is the education, we and real education, not going to school, but really learning what God has said so that we might glorify him in all things. Let me play this brief little thing. I think it's about three minutes. I want to get your comments because I think it goes right alongside uh, what you put out the other day. And th this is from Paul Harvey. Gosh, I think it was a remake or it was, a, it was an audio of a column he did like in 1964 or something. Here's Paul Harvey. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. 
To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography, Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. All right, that's the great Paul Harvey. And, uh, Michael, it sounds to me like your latest article is almost piggybacking off of what he said because you both had the same foundations that you were looking at, right? Whoops! I've got you. I'm sorry. Thank I got you for you. putting me in the in the same breath with that. With uh, that's a wonderful piece of writing that Mr. Yes. Paul Harvey did, um, uh, and I appreciate uh, the connection. Um, yeah, but with the, it, it's it's the same it's the same point. The, the The point is that there is a way that God made the world. He told us to live in accordance with that. He said, "If we did, that we'd be blessed." He said, "If we didn't, we'd be cursed." He recognition acknowledgement of his authority is the very first thing that a nation needs to do and that a people need to do and that a person needs to do the acknowledgement of his authority and that 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 with respect to law and government he is the source of law and government he has ordained what civil government should look like if you and and how it and how people should behave so if you if you live in a, in accordance with that way that God made the world, you will be blessed. And if you don't, you will be cursed. And, and the way the world works is that we, we bring those curses with it. Of course, with the with the the help of the darkness, Satan, we we bring those curses upon ourselves. 
Okay, so let's get to some solutions because we're going we're to run out of time if we don't. And that's that's part of what I wanted to bring you on about as well. You've got a, um, a site, and you guys work all over the country uh, promoting the Constitution. And obviously, you relate that to what Scripture says, to natural law, and all these kinds of things. Tell us what you're doing to... Uh, expose Ephesians 5.11, you mentioned, expose the works of darkness, but also to come alongside and to be faithful preachers of the Word of God and putting forth the law and educating the people so that they can uh, then do what they're supposed to do rather than be their own enemy. Well, thank you, Tim. I appreciate that. Of course, as you mentioned, the, the website is, it can, you get to the website by typing in theamericanview.com, theamericanview.com, or if you just type in Institute on the Constitution, it'll bring you there. And it's, it's, it's what, what we are trying to do is to get American people to think like Americans and act like Americans again. We break it down basically into three categories, pray, study, and act. The first thing we need to do is to reconnect our relationship with God and understand that he is the, the author of the law, and he is the, and he is the source of, of law, and, law refl- and proper, true law reflects his nature. And then we need to study. We need to know the rules. Thou shalt know the rules. We need to understand the Constitution. We have courses of instruction on the Maryland, excuse me, on the United States Constitution, and by the way, on the Maryland Constitution, and we are in the middle of a project now to, to write courses of instruction for every state, for all the constitutions of all the of all the fifty states, and uh, that's a project that we're in the middle of now. We also have a course of instruction on how to be a good juror, that is to say, stop avoiding jury duty, learn what jury duty is all about, go be a good juror because that's a duty that you owe to the to the citizenry, um, and that you owe owed to God, and uh, it's, it's your duty. We also have courses of instruction on, on for, for sheriffs, and as I mentioned, I'll, I'll be in Texas next week uh, speaking to sheriffs and sheriff deputies uh, to try to get them to understand that they are, they are they, they need to interpose on behalf of their constituency. Amen. But again, in order to do that, they need to know what the law is. That's right. uh, so pray, study, act. Once, once, you, once you know what the rules are, know what the, now, you're, now you're equipped to um, enter the arena, uh, and and you will also recognize what you, you'll have a, a basis for understanding those criteria that make things either law or not law. You know, in the Declaration of Independence, when our founders were arguing against uh, things that Parliament was doing, like the Stamp Act and the Tea Act and the Townsend Acts, etc., they were saying Parliament doesn't have the authority to do these things. And what they called those things in the Declaration of Independence didn't call them they didn't call them laws. They called because they didn't see, think they were lawful. They didn't think they were law. They called them pretended legislation. We're in the sea right now in, in America of what our founders would have called pretended legislation. They wouldn't have called these things law. They wouldn't have called face mask mandates or Amen. vaccine mandates. They wouldn't have called them law. They would have called them pretended legislation. Yep. And by the way, what the, if you were if you were accused of violating a piece of pretended legislation, they called that a pretended offense. <laughs> So that's that, that's 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 in the document of our founding. That's in the Declaration of Independence. I mean, I, I think we ought to use those words when we talk about things. We shouldn't call we shouldn't call mandates laws. That's right. And and we need law enforcement people. We need sheriffs and police and and, and people in government to understand that that those things are not law. They're pretended legislation, and that's again what we're talking to sheriffs about. But again, that's another subject. But um, but. We we need to return to it this this understanding of of what law is and what law is. And so our, so 
our website and our courses of instruction are designed to help Americans to know what the law is and know what the law isn't. And don't do that from a standpoint of God's word and God's law, understanding that he's the author and he's, and then you're, then you're able to act. Then you're able to, to go into the marketplace of ideas and be a Christian and, and, and act like a Christian. That is to say, act like an American citizen that, who understands what law is and where it comes from. That's right. That's exactly right. And, uh, so, you know, too many, too many of the Christians have just said, well, Jesus died for my sins, so I've, you know, got my ticket to heaven. I don't need to do anything else. Of course, they're believing a false gospel yes. because the gospel empowers us. It gives us grace. Paul prayed not that he just get grace one time, but he would grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. He prayed that for the church. And I think that's what you're saying is, is that we should be a people who are those who study the book so that we know what law is, and then in, in our particular uh, uh, society, we're looking at the fact that we have to hold our representatives, because the Constitution doesn't re- wasn't really written for you and me. It was written for our for to, to bind those who represent us. It wasn't to restrict us, it was to restrict them. And so right. if the people don't know that, they just think, oh, well, there's a mandate. I got to follow it. And, you know, they've had these uh, milk toast preachers who tell them Romans 13 says you need to submit to any tyrant. And that's just not true. That's not the way they No, are. it's not. The, the Romans 13 heresy might be one of the biggest heresies, Tim, uh, that, that I've encountered, which is uh, if, 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 you read it, if you read it correctly, you know, about three or four times in Romans 13, it says that the civil magistrate is the minister of God for good. Right now. Um, and it also it talks about rulers. Well, in America, we don't have rulers. We have representatives. Amen. We are the rulers. That's right. So, so it, 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 it uh, properly understood, Romans 13 is the inverse of the, of the way many people uh, uh, understand it now, that or or falsely interpret it. Uh, the the people are the rulers in America. The, the, in other words, God God gives rights to men. Men then collectively give powers, grant powers, which are limited and enumerated to governments. Uh, governments don't have rights. They have powers, but they have them by the consent of the governed. This is, this is, God's, this is God's plan. This is, this is biblical. And we separate, because we recognize the frailty of, and the fallen nature of human beings, yes. we separate those powers into branches, and we separate them into levels, national level, uh, national state, local, etc., and we separate them into branches, legislative, executive, and judicial, so we don't give one man or one group of men too much power. That was the biblical, that was, that was the structure of government that, that arose out of, out of uh, our founders' understanding of God's word, and of course, we've, we've perverted that horribly now, but um, my again, returning to my mentor, Howard Michael, Phillips, he can, used to can, say, you, can you hang on for me to say, can you hold over for sure. with us just a little bit? Because I'm about to have to close out the show. Oh, of course. Okay. All right. Hang on. We'll be right back with Michael Peruka. We're going to close out the show. If you're on Red State Talk Radio, jump over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Right side of the page, click on the video there. You can finish out. We'll just be a couple of minutes. Let Michael finish his thoughts and things. And uh, don't miss Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern today, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. 6 a.m. tomorrow, we'll have Rotten of the Core Wednesday. The Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor will be with us. See ya. Okay, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And, Michael, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the time was just there. So oh. why don't you go ahead and finish your thoughts there, brother? I should. You should never talk over the music. <laughs> I, 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 I apologize for that. No, that's fine. Um, where I was going is my, my mentor, Howard Phillips, used to say, t- trying to wrap up that last thought, he used to say the Constitution is a wonderful 
document, but it's not a self-enforcing document. The words, the words of the Constitution that set up that type of government that I talked about will, will not leap off the page and defend themselves. The Constitution needs champions. It needs a citizenry that, that is, is, understands the biblical principles on which it's based, understands what the text actually says, so understands the pretext and the context and the text, and then uh, will act in, in concert to defend and protect it. And, and that's the way our founders thought that we would secure the blessings of liberty to future generations. Well, Michael, it sounds to me like uh, we've talked about several things that are undermining that, and ignorance is one of them. But also this, as you said, the, the Romans 13 heresy has taught Christians to stand down when they should be standing up. And I think that's what you're saying there. If they understood what God would require of them, especially in our form of government, other governments aren't made the way ours, the way ours is, and if they understood that, they would be standing up, not just you know, parading down a street, as much as that's great to see everybody get together and, and make a protest, but they would be going and actually doing the deeds. Um, you know, I like to think of the book of Judges, uh, where I think God's people, you know, in that time frame, they were probably the most free because God was their king. They had the law. They had a you know, few judges here and there. They were scattered about, but they were the ones to keep the law to enforce it. And I think there's been a sense where the people think, no, that's that's for somebody else to enforce the law. It's not it's not my duty to do that. I'm I'm just supposed to be nice and quiet. And I I go to church over here and I, 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 you know, follow the golden rule and blah, 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 blah. But no influence and no impact upon those who are violating law and they're harming the people in the process. Well, um. Would, John Adams, I'm sure you're familiar with the John Adams said that uh, this Constitution is intended for a moral and religious people. It's totally inadequate for the governance of any other. So uh, if the Constitution, if our form of government isn't working, you might look and say, is there something wrong with the Constitution? Or have we ceased to be, be a moral and religious people? And, and I think that uh, and another way of saying moral and religious people is to say a people capable of self-government. Amen. And that's what you, I think, what you were just de- describing before. Um, it's it's a people. We need to be a people that is capable of self government. And if we don't govern ourselves, if we fall prey to all those things that that Paul Harvey, as the devil, was uh, bringing upon us, we fall prey to all of those things, and we will cease to be a self governing people. But we will be governed. We will be governed. We will be governed by tyrants and oppressors, etc. Again, I don't think you can. You conquer a Christian people, but the way to conquer a Christian people is to get them to de-Christianize themselves and conquer themselves. And we've rolled down and let that happen. Yeah, it's to the point. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, I'm 52, and you know, I remember the the bicentennial. Uh, we got dressed up, and I, my mom and dad still have the picture when it was just me and them uh, when we were dressed up in our you know old, I don't know, fatigues, our old patriotic clothes, whatever. Uh, in the 70s. And then, you know, in the 80s, things began to move a little different. And then, I mean, it's just, it was just a few years that um, the America that I grew up in, you don't recognize it the same way. Even here in the South, it's not as bad as it is other places, but you just don't recognize certain things of America as they used to be. And, I mean, where you have churches... You never heard, when I was a kid, you never heard of a sodomite. You just didn't hear about it. 
And if you did, Mm -hmm. they were considered a criminal. And nowadays, you can put them in political office. They're upheld as the epitome of morality um, and all of this stuff. And then the murder of children, you know, in the womb. I mean, who would have thought of those things? I'm a, I'm, I'm a, what they would, what they would call a bastard son. My mother was not married and uh, she was a very, you know, straight A student in nursing school. That's about all I know. And she at least had the good sense uh, to put me up for adoption. And so God and his providence put me in the home of a, of a pastor and his wife. And, and they're my mom and, and they're my mom and dad. But so many didn't have that opportunity, and we continue to see this. It, I mean, you can read Deuteronomy twenty-eight. It's almost like it's front-page news. A lot of the stuff that's going on here. Yeah, uh, Tim. I just was thinking as 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 you were talking. It's uh, we have come we have come a long way, and I think that the uh, the vehicles which have taken us and helped us to push us away from um, from a, a constitutional and from a biblical form of government um, are basically the, the, the major, what I call the managed media. Obviously we haven't talked about this today, but the schools, the, the government schools at which uh, teach uh, a very un-American point of view. Uh, they're, they're actually, uh, they're actually insurrection schools. They're the propaganda mills, if you will. Um, and and so when we talk about ways to ways, there are some practical, palpable things we can do. We need to study the Constitution. We need to study the Bible. That's maybe in the other order. Study the Bible and study the Constitution. We need to, we need to turn off the television and stop acting and st- stop taking our information that way. And we and we need and we need to take our children out of Pharaoh's schools because Pharaoh is Amen. training up our children to hate us. That's right. And and. And if you if you go back to the foundations of the government schools and you read what the men who founded the schools back in the 1840s, 50s, and 60s, what they were trying to do, they've been they were tremendously successful. The schools aren't a failure. The schools are successes a success if you consider what they were trying to do. Because what they were trying to do was pull children away from the traditions and values of their parents and to recreate America in an un-American image, and that's essentially what they have been able to do. So, so schools are successful in, in the work of the darkness. And so, again, you need, we need to pray, study, and act. And those actions should at least include taking your children out of, out of government schools and, and getting uh, sort your information from things like this program, uh, other than from uh, ABC, NBC, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay, so let's wrap up here, Mike. I don't want to keep you all morning. I know you got things to do, but I appreciate you. you hanging over with us and even getting up early and being on with us. We appreciate it very much. Tell us again what your what's your site and what it is that you guys do because I know there's some people out there that I have them on the uh, they have called in, they've written, they've been in the chat, and they say, "Could you know, Tim? Could you could you take like a month or something and do every day something on the Constitution and kind of walk us through some of that?" And uh, I think, boy, I I've, I got your book, I got the uh, DVDs and stuff, and I, I've looked through those things, and I think it's a great way for people who want to educate themselves or educate their children and uh, tell people a little bit about what you guys do at the Institute on the Constitution. Sure. Thank you, Tim. Uh, the Institute on the Constitution is, is designed, as I've said a couple of times, to help Americans to think and act like Americans again. And we have a we have a, a basic course is a course of study is is a course of study in the United States Constitution. Uh, 
and that actually that is available free online. Um, you can take the course for free. Uh, we have we have workbooks, materials, uh, and supplemental materials that that go along with that, and try to uh, and and do educate people in a, a true understanding of what Amer- what law is and what law isn't, and uh, and a, a history of the American experience, which was a blessed experience. Um, and we tr- try to identify where things have gone wrong, where how we've gotten off the track, how we've moved from a biblical form of government to a pagan form of government and the watershed events that have taken us there. And then try to establish a pathway, how we get back, what, what probable, as, as I said, palpable practical things that we can do to work our way back and reestablish uh, an American point of view, uh, an American view of government. And a, that is to say a biblical view of government. Again, thou shalt know the rules and, and thou, and you should, you, you need to fear the Lord. You need to understand who he is and that uh, government is not the Lord, but the Lord has ordained government. So, our, uh, we also have courses of instruction, as I mentioned, in state constitutions. Uh, so go on the, go on our site and start basically anywhere. Again, it's the AmericanView.com or just type in Institute on the Constitution and you'll find us. And we have resources that'll help you to get the tools you need to, uh, to do your job as a citizen in a country that has uh, that has lost its way but needs to refine its way, and uh, we believe that that education, as you mentioned earlier in the program, Tim, is the uh, is the first step. Well, repentance is the first step. Uh, we need Amen. to pray first, yes. and we need to study, and then once we pray and study, we're we're capable. We have the tools we need to act. And Michael, you guys also graduate people. You have classes like around the country. Are you guys still doing that where you go in and, and you graduate those people who've, who go through your course? Oh, yes, Tim. Thank you. Uh, again, on our, on our website, there is a, there's a map and there are ways to get in touch with people locally in your community who are conducting the course because the course can be, you could, it's developed in a turnkey way. You can take it yourself or you can take it with a group of people. And, and I would say, you could conduct it if you conduct a course in your home or in your office or in your church or in your town hall or whatever, wherever you are able to do it. Um, then uh, there's a dynamic that happens with that, which is which is wonderful because it's a commonality of understanding of, of law and government that's arising in the people, which is uh, a great starting point for uh, for taking action once you need, understand what kind of action you need to take. So uh, yeah, please go to the website and you'll find ways that you can connect, take the courses, take them with others. There's, I think, an interactive map on the website that, that will help you to find what you need to find in your area. Uh, but you can do it yourself. You can do it in groups. You can do it with us. And uh, we conduct First Friday. Uh, we live stream First Friday uh, presentations where we take topical, uh, topical things that are going on in the news today and work through a biblical and a constitutional understanding of them as well. Yeah, that's, I, it's just amazing. And I think that's exciting for the people that they know once I get done, I'm not just done. Uh, somebody recognizes no, I'm just started. Yeah. And then and then we're well, at least on the at least on the study on the study part. Right. And by the way, you know, it, I've got the old school version. I've got the DVD set. And um, but pe- you're saying people can do this all online now at your uh, website, the American dot com. And uh, this will equip them. Because I have so many people, Michael, they, they'll ask, what do we do? What do we do? And I understand that. They're like, I don't know. I know the things you're talking about, but how, you know, I haven't seen anybody put it in, in the words of the old preacher, 
I haven't seen anybody put it in shoe leather. That's the way he used to put it. I haven't seen anybody right. flesh it out. I haven't seen anybody do these things. And we've been bringing on people like, um, you know, our friend Bethany is in the in the chat. Her husband Adam uh, Heikela. We he spoke at a a school district that wasn't even his. He went in there and spoke the truth to them. And I think that's the issue: is that people will talk about and they will act on those things they know. And I tell my kids this all the time. I said the reason people don't share the gospel is because they don't know the gospel. The reason they don't talk about the things of God is because they don't know the things of God. The reason they don't talk about the Constitution is because they don't know the Constitution. But when we know something, we'll talk all day long about it. I mean, people who know, you know, they get to be, I'm still waiting on grandkids, but you get grandkids, you talk about your grandkids. Why? Because you know them. You want to talk about them. And And I think this is exactly what it is. If people ever get in their heart to know the law, to know the Word of God, They'll be bold and talking to anybody and everybody they'll listen, and those who won't. <laughs> well, of course, of course, you're right, Tim. And, and part of what we try to do is to is to get people to that state of of being emboldened. Um, and because if you can understand these principles and these and these uh, concepts, then you can articulate them, and then then you can spread them. You're very you can be very effective at spreading them, and, and you'll be empowered to spread them, and you'll be encouraged to spread them. Um, but it, again, it 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 requires it requires prayer commitment it requires studying and then and then uh meaningful action that that are that's designed to uh, uh to carry out the great commission i mean you know matthew 28:18 jesus says all authority is given to me in heaven and earth all Amen. well what's all mean all, all means what <laughs> all means all right? right so there's no there's no nook or cranny of the universe that Jesus Christ is not Lord and King Amen. over. That includes the, that includes civil government, right? That's part of all. So, uh, um, it, it's uh, so studying these things is fascinating. By the way, if you don't mind, let me just add one more thing. Please, that, that's, that's practical. I think right now we just put on the website, and I think you find it under the tools bar. Um, we've just put on the website um, a number of of materials that would be helpful to you with respect to COVID-19 vaccination mandates, face masks, et cetera, et cetera. We have, for example, a sample script that you can use for your town hall, a sample script you can use for your school board. Of course you should take your children out of the school, but a sample script that you can use to, to talk to your school, your school board. We have a, 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 a letter that you can, a, a postcard type uh, letter that you can give to members of law enforcement to, uh, your sheriff or your police chief or your police or, or any or any law enforcement officer you might know who's your brother-in-law or in your family or in your church. Um, and it, we also have uh, a cards that you can give to a business owner that, that explains what the law is, and what the law isn't because many of, many of these people are operating out of ignorance. So this is a, this is a, uh, like a COVID-19 mandate action pack of materials that uh, are designed to, uh, help you to understand and to articulate and uh, to demonstrate to others uh, what the truth of, of, of these uh, of the situation is, what the law really is, is applied to these things, not pretended legislation and pretended offenses. So uh, that's on the website as well. Um, so please look that up. It could be something that could be very helpful to you right away. Amen. Amen. Michael, thank you for your time today. Again, thank you for being up early and for staying a little bit long. And if you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you after I close out the show here in just a second. Guys, again, um, 
take a look at theamericanview.com. I'll bring that up one more time. Theamericanview.com. And if you forget that, instituteontheconstitution.com, I believe is what Michael said, and that'll take you over to the same place. But theamericanview.com, the courses are free. Um, get get involved. This is a great way to do something in your community. It, it's not going to get you a lot of fanfare or something, but you can invite some neighbors over maybe, you know, once a week or once every other week or something, maybe have dinner together, have fellowship together, and then learn together. I, and it would build a community. I think that's what one of the things I think that's most important right now is building community because should we have an invading army? Should we have the tra- the traitors among us want to clamp down on us? We're gonna we we can't be just you know individuals out there with our AR-15s or something. We've got to be a body together in our community that can help one another. So I want to encourage that. Again, Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and tomorrow, rotten to the core Wednesday, we'll have Lynn Taylor with us. And as always, Lynn comes out and she's like an expository. Uh, dump truck with the law and or let me excuse me pretended legislation that they are putting out and she just backs up and dumps it on us so you don't want to miss that tomorrow uh 6 a.m lord willing and until then we'll see you